Kia ora Wellington, you are listening to Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM and this is B-Side Stories. My name is Perrine and it is my pleasure in the second half of the show today to have Helen Vivian Fletcher and Trish Harris come and join me in the studio. They, with their writers collective or called Cryptholit are putting on a show this week as part of the Verb Festival. The show is called Vulnerability, Fluorescent Islands and Resilient Tea Bags. Welcome Helen and Trish. Hello, hello. Thanks great. for having us. Yeah, yeah. great to be here. Um, so your session in the Verb Festival, it's it's from what I understand, it's a session that focuses on representing and celebrating disability as part of the richness and diversity of humanity in the arts. <laughs> I may have read that somewhere. <laughs> and um, maybe I'll just quickly introduce you both and feel free to interject as I do or add or remove bits. Helen Vivian Fletcher is a children's author and young adults author, also a playwright and spoken word poet. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) I have a bit of trouble deciding what I want to write, so I just write everything right, and see which of it is good and which of it probably doesn't bear repeating. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Trish... Trish Harris is, does non-fiction and poetry and is also the co- co-founder of Cryptolit. Yeah, yeah, um, and has a yearning to be a children's writer. Oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I love the way, I, I think poetry is quite a good um, segue, it's not quite the right word, to children's writing. There's something about the language and the visual and the simplicity that definitely yeah yeah I would I would agree with that uh, you can can often tell looking at a poet uh, at a, a picture book if the author has some experience with poetry just in mm. the way they use language because mm. uh, even when picture books aren't rhyming they do need that rhythm they are designed to be read aloud mm. and and so it does does cross genres a little bit I guess yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's good to have a children's writer confirm <laughs> <laughs> that thought um yeah I, I also wrote I wrote a memoir which has got personal essays in it and yeah. I really like the personal essay form um I just think there's so many there's so, so much potential to creatively explore something in a in an essay um, where you still get to play with language, but you're also developing an idea and you're weaving it with personal experience. And so, um, yeah, yeah, the non-fiction area of writing can be quite broad. Yeah. So Trish, as one of the co-founders of Crip the Lit, can you maybe just start by telling us what you were thinking or hoping for when you started the group? Uh, yeah, so so Robin Hunt and I uh, co-founded Cryptolit in 2016, and it it came from both a desire and a knowledge. So the knowledge that there were writers out there who had the lived experience of disability, and who some of whom were writing about that, and some of whom not. But the 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 knowledge that that was happening, and then the desire that that 
um, had a greater platform, um, was kind of acknowledged within mainstream writing. Um, yeah, so so from that we became part of we um, kind of through a contact of Robbins and Arts Access Aotearoa we knocked on the door of Lit Crawl and said could we do something, and so we started off uh, in 2016 four of us uh, session where we shared some of our writing around a theme, and. What happened then as we prepared for that is the same thing that I think has happened this year as we prepared for um, Saturday's event, is that once you get a group of people with disabilities together, that even even though your experience can be quite diverse, when you've got that strand in common, you get all these um, commonalities coming up and these echoes in people's work. And um, so... Yeah, so, so that happened in 2016 and we've continued to be at the Litcrawl Festival which has become the Verb Festival since then, which has just been fantastic. We really appreciate Verb's support of us. And we've taken on other projects too, like the little pocketbook, Here We Are, Read Us, which we did for Suffrage Year. So that profiles um, eight women with disabilities who are writers. Um, includes Helen and myself and um, Charlotte Simmons, who you mentioned, uh, Tusiata Avia, Tiafina Arahanga, Charlotte Simmons, Michelle Leggett, uh, and Robin Hyde. Mm. Mm. And yes, you gave me a copy when you arrived, and it is a beautiful wee, um, beautiful wee collection um, with great illustrations. And you mentioned the illustrator to me, didn't you? Um, yes, Adele Jackson, yeah, yeah, well-known Wellington illustrator who's just done a fantastic job of making us look good and <laughs> <laughs> and capturing what we wanted to capture. You know, her style was just what we were after. So, yeah. yeah. So this is your, is it your fifth year then doing the Verb or? Yes. Lit Crawl Festival. And have you, can you tell us about the session that you're running on Saturday at the National Library um, with the very intriguing title, Vulnerability, Fluorescent Islands and Resilient Tea Bags. <laughs> Who wants to have a crack at <laughs> explaining the name there? I think it, I think it really is <laughs> for you, Trish. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> this is Trish's brief. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to front up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, so we, we gathered together some local Wellington writers in July to talk about who'd be interested in doing something for Verb this year. And and in that group we talked about, so what are people writing, what, are, what genres do you write in, but what is also energising you in terms of writing at the moment. And, and in amongst well, that, that soup that was created, we tried <laughs> to see if anything emerged. And somehow, and I can't quite remember how, vulnerability emerged and I, I mean thinking about it I think it was we were coming out of lockdown we were out of lockdown mm. and it was a word used so much during that time and it was often hitched to certain groups of people and people with disabilities were one of those groups so it was kind of a live topic within within that um, within our community um, I can remember saying when we came up with that theme why don't we add some random words to make it more interesting? 
So that's how we got the fluorescent, the islands, the resilience and the tea bags. They weren't all linked together as they are now in yeah. our advertising blurb. And then the, and the brief to all of us was that we could use those words in our writing if we wanted mm. or we could totally ignore them if we wanted. Um, I come from doing, you know, my writing background, doing a whole lot of writing exercises where you might be given that task, you know, write a piece using these random objects or words. Yeah. And I, I always love those because somehow my unconscious mind will link them together, you know, and come up with something I wouldn't if I was had, had kind of more of a prescribed, ordinary writing task. So... Um, so I think I was quite keen to throw some randomness in there. Yeah. And did did you both or either of you use them as part of your writing for the show this week? <laughs> I, I started out writing a piece where I was sure I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I did manage to get two of them in there. And then I abandoned that piece and went with something completely different. <laughs> so um, mine has vulnerability in there, but that was mm. the only one in the end. Uh, though quite a few of the group did did use at least one or two of the things, uh, mm. and Trish Trish's piece is amazing. Um, she's managed to use everything from the brief and and pull together other th- threads from the from the um, the session itself using the National Library things like that. It's quite amazing. Mm. Yeah. I felt I felt I had to step up and actually <laughs> step up again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, vulnerability is in all of the pieces, definitely, and from lots of different angles, eh? and lots yeah. of different genres, like um, poetry, like spoken word, especially that Helen's doing, um, but others are doing poems, but political overviews, personal stories with insights, you know, spread throughout, um, some challenging, really challenging pieces, um, I think ones that a lot of people actually will connect with from their own point of view um, because the point is made that we all experience vulnerability. Um, it's a pretty human thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was really interesting to to hear them all together because we had all approached it in such different ways. Um, but as Trish was saying earlier, there were these echoes of themes coming across and some things that you wouldn't necessarily think would come up with the topic. Um, and it was quite funny because we were just reading in a random order, but quite often the person who followed you would have a theme mm. that you went, oh, I just said that, and then that person's doing that. And it would just carry across, and it was it was this sort of strange shifting of themes, but all in very, very different styles, but all feeling really connected mm. uh, within within that room. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of magic that happens sometimes, isn't yeah. it, with that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Mm. So one of, for the show this week, what um, Trish, you mentioned to me, identity is kind of a driver in the writing. And I'd be interested in hearing a bit about... Um, kind of writerly, you know, identifying as disabled as a writer and how it's shaped or influenced your writing? Mm, mm. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it, it is big, isn't it? Sometimes identity, I have to break it down. And for me, it's about um, belonging. It's like where I belong, what and what I what or who I connect with. And so if I use the label, I'm a disabled writer, in that context, I'm talking about, I feel I have uh, a sense of belonging around other writers who are both have the writing thing going on, but have a disability. And um, yeah, I think I'm in danger of waffling quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think writing Ooh. for me, that kind of happens in lots of different ways, but often it's the way I access the, mo the deepest things in my life and the things that have the biggest impact on my life. And disability is one of those, mm. you know, like that has shaped my life. Um, but there's huge satisfaction in finding ways to express that experience through writing. And if you're connected with others who are doing that as well or are interested in doing that, um, this is kind of like the third prong of Crypt the Lit that I didn't mention earlier on. For me, the really exciting thing is the writing we'll do in the future. Mm. So I think I feel like we we maybe made a little beginning on that this year with our verb event. But in the future, the fact that we all know each other, mm. the fact that we might come together every now and again and do some writing, there's something about writing both being about expressing your identity now, but also about creating that identity. Um, it's mm. it's like writing that reflects ourselves back to ourselves, and by doing that, we become a more expansive self, or a, um, we have a clearer identity, or something. But it's it's a circular thing. It's um, yeah, I think any any group that feels at times that they're not. Uh, that they're on the margins in some ways has to grapple with well then who am I you know I don't fit here totally so who, who am I so the questions of identity come up quite strongly if you're in one of those groups and and I and I think it's also about Cryptolith saying we need more writing by disabled people out there in the world because we're the we can write about this experience like no one else can and there's a need for us to see ourselves reflected in the writing that's there, whether that's on you know film scripts, whether it's you know in that sort of forum or in books or in advertising or wherever, um, that needs to there's a there's a huge need to, for that to come strongly from our community. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think um, I was thinking about this on the way here because uh, I knew this might be something we, we would be talking about. Uh, and whenever questions about identity come up, I end up... It's, it's often hard for me to have conversations about identity because the first thing that comes up is, but I don't see you as disabled uh, because I don't look disabled other than that I come with an assistance dog. But that doesn't always translate because people don't see me when I am at the point where I am most disabled um, by my own symptoms and things because I'm not out in the community in those moments because I'm too unwell. 
And I, I realize that that's, that's a conversation that I have many times, but I don't ever really have the conversation because people come in with a preconceived idea. Right. And I think that's even that's perhaps even more so when you have a visible disability because they see the disability mm. and anything you say at that point is masked by what they are seeing. Whereas when they see your writing, they get to see a different side mm. of you because it is it is it's showing them more, but it's also disconnected from those images. You don't often see the mm. author before you see the writing. Mm. Mm. And, and I think that yeah, I think that makes quite a big difference to how people view those stories and to view more than just the disability or more of the disability as well uh, because you can get both sides of it you can exactly. have the complete separation from mm. it or you can have a deep dive into it without uh, without approaching it in a in a way that that has barriers up I guess yeah yeah mm. and I suppose yeah, it sounds as well like it's an opportunity for you to um, lead the narrative and yeah. how much of it you want to focus on disability and how much you want to focus on all the other things that you've got going on. Definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. Uh, you can come into it uh, completely fresh, uh, which is a, is a really nice nice way. And you can have the complete narrative as well mm. rather than getting cut off at a really inopportune moment that leaves them with a very strange idea of things. You get mm. to tell yeah. the whole story, don't mm. you, and, and the way that you want to tell it. Yeah, and I think you can guide people more in writing as to what they focus on. Mm. Um, I sometimes will uh, be, be telling a story to someone I've met, just met. Uh, like the other day, I was trying to tell a story about how wonderful my dog is. Oh, who's in the studio oh, yes, with us? Yes. And uh, I didn't introduce <laughs> no. <your> dog. <laughs> no, so sitting behind me, uh, very damp and a little bit miserable from the rain, is um, my Labrador, Bindi, who is um, an assistance dog from the Assistance Dogs New Zealand Trust, um, who's Great. been with me for two and a half years and is quite literally a lifesaver to me. She yeah. keeps me safe. Um, but but yes, sometimes I'll be telling her, um, you know, isn't my dog wonderful? She did this for me. Uh, but of course, to explain what she's doing for me, I have to explain why she needed to do something for me. And, you know, whether it's that I've fallen over or that my sight has gone suddenly. And suddenly they're not hearing the bit about the cute dog anymore. They're hearing, oh, this person's fallen over and I don't know if I'm supposed to feel sorry for them. And I'm like, no, no, it's a good, it's a good funny story. But <laughs> <laughs> once their attention has gone onto the wrong part, it's very hard to bring mm, them back. Mm. And um, yeah, whereas on, on the page you can, you can drive the focus a lot more than you yeah. can in a, in a verbal conversation. Yeah. I'm really curious about the... Uh, the elements of working in this group and collective and how that has kind of, um, and will continue, as you said, Trish, has, will continue to shape your writing. F I guess first off, how do you, 
how do you find people to be in that group? Because you want people to choose to identify with the group mm. first. Mm. Well, even the word group probably makes it sound a bit more organised. <laughs> and What do you want and, to call it? Well, no, 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 it's fine using that word. It's just I feel I have to confess that it's... Um, it's like it, we, we're kind of project-based. That's how yeah. Robin and I talk about it. So each time there's a project, we kind of see who's around and who's interested or who it might fit with, you know. Mm. So so this year the project was doing something at Verb, and we really, instead of Robin and I sort of setting the agenda, we wanted to bring people together at really early stages and say, what shall we do? So um, it's kind of we know people by word of mouth, mm. by... Um, previous connections by people actually people got in touch with us after their little pocketbook here we are readers came out because that got quite a bit of media exposure and uh, you know we had a launch and and we gave out lots of copies because it's free um, and people gave them to other people they know and so we got quite a few uh, people getting in touch saying um, you know I'm a writer I've got a disability, um, can I join your group or, or can I come to a meeting or whatever, which mm. again, we weren't quite doing, but it, but but we remember those people. And so if there's something we think is relevant, we, um, we draw them in. Um, as for the future, I mean, there are lots of dreams for the future of what a group of writers with disabilities might do. And Rob and I have got some, but, we, you know, that's part of what... Um, the people we've been in contact with, you know, people like Helen and others, Charlotte and, and those in the book and those that are being part of FURB will be up to them really too. I mean, we've had another writing festival get in touch saying they're trying to be a bit more diverse in the programme they offer and might might we be interested next year? And so it's funny, like once you ex exist in whatever form it is and people know of you, then you do get zeroed in on a bit. Um, mm. Yeah, and so has being part of this grouping, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, collective <laughs> this was a collective. good word too. Okay. <laughs> has being part of this collective given you maybe a bit of freedom to explore the disability side of your writing more, or has it given you inspiration, or kind of, or driven you in the other direction? How has that changed things? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think it has. I think uh, definitely after the pocket book, um, I was interviewed for something else as as a disabled writer, and you know she said to me, "Oh, well, do you write about disability?" And I was like, "No, not really." Oh, but I've got this idea and this idea. And then suddenly, since then, pretty much everything I've written has been quite disability-themed. Um, but the good thing about that is is the more I'm writing about the disability, the less it becomes about the disability in a way that I can have disabled characters doing other things. And it becomes more... I don't quite know if, if, there's, a, if there's a word for it... Uh, but less representation for the sake of representation, mm -hmm. that it just becomes about these these uh, people living their lives and having adventures and they just happen to be d disabled. And I think that was, that I found fit a lot better for me mm -hmm. than 
going out of my way to write about disability. Right. Um, to start writing about disabled characters. And suddenly that felt very natural and I could put a little bit more of myself into that in that way. So I guess it, yeah, mm. uh, it put it into my mind to, to start going down that packet. Um, that path and explore it a bit more. Yeah. yeah, but to still have fully rounded characters, like yes. you say, yeah. that, the, that the disability isn't a oh well, I better put that in because you know now I've had this little label to say, yeah. right, <laughs> I've <laughs> got to, I've got to do it in this way, you know, yeah. which would be terrible, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. Um, I don't think that would really serve a purpose, and it might put people off more than engage them. Yeah, yeah. And I well, think Crypt the Lit is very much about not just writing about disability either, you know, like just because you've got a disability and you're right, doesn't mean to say you'll write about that, and that's fine too, you know, like we're not a, you must write about. <laughs> <laughs> we just, but I think we do want to say there's a lot of exciting potential mm. with that, um, which we hope more of which will be harnessed and shared really over yes. the fu- in the future.